Bernie Sanders, champion of the little guy, provider of free stuff, and advocate of the $15 minimum wage. Well, he has finally decided to practice what he preaches by unionizing his campaign and paying his workers a fair living wage of $15 an hour. He's a regular American Mother Teresa over here. Except, wait, no, Bernie! Turns out that even Bernie Sanders isn't immune to economics. Or labor revolts. Sanders first announced he'd be unionizing his campaign workers back in March. At the time, the Campaign Workers Guild raised some concerns about the pledge, but altogether the organization was supportive of the first ever presidential campaign to unionize. Much rhetoric, such wow. It was all peaches and cream until earlier this month when, whoopsie, the Washington Post reports that the union rose up and complained that Bernie wasn't paying them enough to meet the standards he calls for on a federal level in all his pretty campaign speeches. Workers took up the issue with Bernie's campaign manager and pointed to his marches with McDonald's workers and Walmart workers and airline workers and basically said, What the hell is even that? According to the Post, internal documents reveal that the conflict dates back to May, meaning that the union existed for a solid two months, tops, before turning on Bernie and pointing out his hypocrisy. Meanwhile, Bernie kept touting how awesome and effective his union was, and his campaign released a statement that, sure, workers might be mad about their wages, but their wages are competitive with all the other campaigns. In other words, number one, distract and deflect, and number two, they were already getting paid their fair market value for their work, but of course that wasn't enough. Because being a campaign worker should be able to be a career that you can raise a family on. Or something. The union responded with a draft letter stating that they cannot be expected to build the largest grassroots organizing program in American history while making poverty wages, given our campaign's commitment to fighting for a living wage of at least $15 an hour. We believe it is only fair that the campaign would carry through this commitment to its own field team. Is there work of making phone calls and stuffing envelopes and sticking signs on people's lawns worth $15 an hour? Mm, probably not. I'd even argue that if you're joining a campaign, you should be doing it for your belief in the candidate and their vision rather than the money. But they've got a good point. Bernie, like most politicians and most socialists especially, was not doing too hot at practicing what he preached. In the original union deal, campaign wages were set from anywhere between $15 an hour for DC interns and $100,000 yearly salaries for higher-level campaigners. But field organizers are the lowest on the totem pole and were left out of that deal, instead being put on salary for $36,000. Field directors were to be salaried at $48,000 and state department directors at $90,000. 
As a reminder, union workers did agree to all of this in early May, but two weeks later, internal emails show a request for a raise. The field organizers were then offered a pay bump up to $42,000 and a change to workweek hours. The union refused, their reason being that the bump would then make field organizers have to pay some of their own health care costs. Seriously. You see, under the original union agreement, the Bernie Sanders campaign had also agreed to pay all health insurance premiums for every employee making under $36,000. Everyone over that gets their health insurance covered at 85%, which is still a really good deal. The union rejected the raise because they didn't want to have to pay for a fraction of their own health care, and then two months later complained about unfair wages and demanded a raise again. Why are you the way that you are? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. According to the union letter, many field organizers were working a minimum of 60 hours a week, dropping their hourly pay to below $13, which is unfortunately how being salaried works. It is unfortunately also right on the job description. I went on Indeed.com and checked out the available field organizer jobs, like this one for the Democratic Party of Virginia. Field organizers pick up volunteers by knocking on doors and making cold calls. They are expected to work 10 and 12 hour shifts, including weekends, in exchange for $3,000 a month. Across all the jobs listed, this was pretty typical, though in some campaigns, field organizer isn't even a paid position. I'm looking at you, Andrew Yang. If you crunch the numbers, and if these people stuck to only working 40 to 45 hours, they would have been making more than $15 an hour. But because they're young, and it's the lowest possible job on the campaign trail, and because they apparently didn't read their job descriptions or their contracts, it left them in a position where many field staffers are barely managing to survive financially, which is severely impacting our team's productivity and morale. The letter also stated that, as a result, some people had already left the job, which was the correct answer. Other workers sent personal messages to the campaign, claiming they were having to get payday loans to survive or were going hungry. I declare bankruptcy! The campaign manager responded to them by reminding them that he tried to give them a raise back on May 17th and that they'd refused it. He then told them that the campaign had already made all their hires on the old budget and thus couldn't afford to give them a raise without jeopardizing the campaign. So how did the workers respond? By completely ignoring the budget issue, which most of them probably labeled as corporate greed anyway because they've never run a business, and instead demanded not 42000 like the original proposal, not 44000 but $46,800 a year plus free health care. Field directors also demanded a raise from 48000 to over 62000 these people literally walked into a socialist political campaign complaining about capitalism and greed, accepted a job that's only going to last about a year anyway, and demanded ten dollars and $12,000 raises for making phone calls. 
Whether or not these demands would jeopardize their beloved Bernie campaign was a flat-out non-issue, which just proves that these people don't actually care about Bernie or his message. They just want free stuff. Everything free ain't free. But there's more. They demanded free health insurance for all the workers making $60,000 or less and mileage reimbursement at 58 cents on the mile. That is the problem with today's young people, this unfounded and unwarranted sense of entitlement. The belief that they should be given the entire world just for existing and that nothing takes any work or effort whatsoever. These kids have balls. I mean, they have a point about how Bernie is always talking about a $15 minimum wage and free health insurance for everyone. His own rhetoric feeds right into their sense of entitlement. He made his bed, and now he's lying in it. So, what was the Bernie Sanders solution? Well, first he complained to the media about his workers going to the media, claiming it was proof that his employees don't have integrity. Then he went with the same solution of business owners everywhere whenever there's a raise in the minimum wage. He cut hours. You don't say! Or, as his Bernie bros like to put it, he succumbed to corporate greed and proved he's nothing but a bourgeois CEO capitalist pig. Or whatever buzzwords the hipsters are using these days. On July 19th, Bernie announced that field organizers would be limited to 42 or 43 hours a week, putting them at the magical sweet spot of $15 an hour, which is more than my first therapist job after grad school and more than some EMTs. Again, for knocking on doors and making phone calls. Penny! Penny! <laughs> Penny! But then, on July 22nd, the union held a vote and passed a $6,000 pay raise for field organizers as well as continuation of their free health insurance. They conceded another change to work hours, putting them back at a six-day, 50-hour work week, but which still puts them at $16 an hour. Bernie's gaggle of 20-year-old phone canvassers are now paid more than a Dunkin' Donuts manager in Boston. They are paid more than assistant general managers at some restaurant chains. They make more than the licensed nurses that work in doctor's offices. They make more than a lot of people when you consider the free health insurance. And they're still complaining about it. Also, on July 22nd, it came out that Bernie had been hit by a labor complaint. The complaint was filed on July 19th by an individual in Indiana who accused Bernie and his campaign of illegal employee interrogation and retaliation. The original complaint is heavily redacted, but alleges that the campaign fired employees for joining the union, fired them for asking for higher wages and other union-protected activities, retaliated against other employees for the same behavior, behavior, interrogated employees about union activities, and did not bargain for better wages in good faith. This part of the complaint lists five other issues, that the campaign changed blackout days, told workers that they were at will despite the collective bargaining agreement, that some employees were promised housing while others weren't, which is a whole other problem with the free stuff train, were promised a five-day work week, and didn't give all of the employees a union enrollment form. Most of these charges allegedly took place in the first week of June. 
This isn't great stuff by any means. There are rules against what the campaign is doing, but these people did sign a contract and then try to go back on it and change it and flat out ignore it only two weeks later. That wouldn't work at any other job. In fact, that's how you get fired at any other job. You don't get to accept a position and then two weeks later waltz in and demand a new job description and pay scale. That's not how the real world works. And not for nothing, that complaint about not getting free housing, well, according to a copy of the collective bargaining agreement obtained by the Washington Post, there is no promise of free housing. There's a provision to cover a portion of relocation expenses, but not housing. Another complaint against the union itself, United Food and Commercial Workers 400, was filed on the 25th. This one alleges that the union restrained employee rights by refusing to process a grievance. Both are now being investigated on a federal level. I think that what's really happening here is that one, Bernie proved that he can't even run a campaign up to his ideals, let alone a whole country, and two, all these socialist Bernie bro hopefuls signed on for free stuff and learned the hard lesson that things don't work that way. Things cost money, and words mean things. And even more importantly, most politicians are just windbags full of rhetoric that don't mean a damn thing they say and have no intention of backing up any of their promises. Again, they're nothing but lips flapping in the wind. I think that this spells the beginning of the end for Bernie and his campaign. If the campaign really didn't have the budget for these salaries, well, they're going to have to pull the money from somewhere else. If they do have the money, then they've proven themselves to be so-called corporate pigs that don't care about workers and only want to fill their pockets, just like every other rich person ever, according to socialists. This will be a stain on the campaign and on Bernie, and it stands as proof that his message sounds good, but really isn't actionable in the real world. That's it for today and your Liberty-related news of the week. Please don't forget to like, share, comment, and ring that notification bell to appease the YouTube algorithm gods. <laughs> you can also tune in on iTunes, Spotify, and Google, as well as Full30, BitChute, and GunStreamer. If you really like my work and want to support my channel in other ways, you can do so over at Patreon, Subscribestar, or give a one-time donation through PayPal. I also have a couple affiliate links down below if that's more your style. As always, thanks for watching and helping me to spread the message of liberty.